Arizona's news station, KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. New year, new you? How about new year, new minimum wage? Not just Arizona, which we will specifically talk about, but a lot of places. Uh, On January 1st, the minimum wage went up. And here in Arizona, the minimum wage is now the state rate 12 bucks an hour. Yeah, we, we voted on this a couple years ago. Yeah. We've been raising it every year the, since. The federal minimum wage is still seven twenty five. I want to say. So barring a local or state law, that's what it is. But we're up to 12 bucks an hour. And one of the concerns was if you, dare I say, arbitrarily keep raising the minimum wage, will it have a negative impact on the state's economy, a negative impact on jobs, et cetera. Well, as you just heard from Bob McClay in that news report here about the economic growth in, in Arizona, it, it doesn't seem to be impacting it, and it's no. not forecasted to impact it in 2020 either. Uh, and i and I got to admit, I am of the belief that if you increase minimum wage, mm-hmm. it's going to come at a cost, right? Somebody's going to pay for this. Someone's going to pay for it, right? And is it going to be paid for by cutting hours? Is it going to be paid for by cutting jobs? Is it going to be paid for by increasing prices? Somebody's going to pay for it, right? It comes from somewhere. And, and we are seeing some of that play out right now, but I admit not in the way that I thought that it would. So if you take a look at just jobs in general, okay, the increase in Arizona State's minimum wage started to go up in 2017. Okay, so that's the Correct. first year we're looking at that. Incremental uh, changes. And in 2017, the unemployment rate in our state was 5.2%. In November of last year, which was like, what, a month and a half, a month yeah. ago, yeah, it was 4.7%. So unemployment not only didn't go up, it went down. Now, uh, yes, full stop. But can I, can I, and this isn't me trying to rain on the parade because I'm kind of with uh, in the same boat you are. The economy is doing well, full stop period everywhere. The argument would be, would it be doing better without this? And I don't know the answer to that. But I do agree that I'm a little bit surprised that we are seeing some growth like that. But there are some other factors that may influence this as well. Um, If there is a slowdown in any way, shape or form, what's going to be the first thing that gets cut? Yeah, but that's always the case. Right. That's always the case. I'll give you that. But also, there's another rule. There's another law going into effect. And this is one. Think of it like a double whammy. You're already going to have to bump up minimum to 12 bucks an hour. And now we have new overtime rules. And I think those might actually have a bigger effect. Because as a former manager, hey, I had a, I had a budget I had to work with. But I remember specifically that there were numbers and hours I had to stay under for a variety of reasons. One was if you scheduled somebody, a part-timer, an hourly employee, over a certain number of hours every week, they could claim they're actually a full-time employee, and then they could get benefits, et cetera, insurance. And so you were, you can't work, literally, you, you, you drop your stuff and walk out the door when you hit that hour. You can't work past that. 
And now we're seeing some new overtime rules coming in. How are those overtime rules going to impact Arizonans? I mean, what does that look like? Well, the... the and this is a this is nationwide. This wasn't Arizona uh, uh, specific, if you but will. But it's going to impact about twenty thousand people in our state, roughly, yeah. right? And the idea is that you now are going to, as as an employer, you are going to be required to provide overtime, time and a half, yeah. um, for people that maybe didn't have it before. And and again, if you're looking at a fixed budget, and you're a manager. Are you going to just suck it up and pay people overtime, or are you going to tell them, like I had to tell people, stop working? Hour number 28, stop. You can't put more than 28 hours on your time card. You know, walk out the door. Right now, um, people who make more than, let's call it, 23 grand a year can Which be forced. Not a lot. No, 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 right? no, no. Okay. Can be forced to work more than 40 hours a week without guaranteed overtime. You're going to get paid, but you're not going to get paid time and a half. Not overtime. Right? Uh, this new rule says that the threshold is about thirty-five grand a year for salaried workers. So those people in the gap, you make between 23 and 35, I think it's fair to say you're going to hear some new rules coming down at the workplace. Yeah. And, and so that, again, partnered with Arizona's minimum wage going up to $12 yesterday, and and you've seen an increase in job growth because the the industries where this is impacted the most you're you're thinking about like the hospitality sure. right you're uh, thinking about leisure the, the, yeah exactly mm-hmm. well I mean restaurants hourly employees so let's take a look at the restaurants for instance okay, okay? because again the money's going to come from somewhere mm-hmm. we find out that um, the Arizona Restaurant Association said in 2018 they made 800 million more. Than they did in 2017. Okay. That's a pretty sizable chunk, right? Solid. But what we also find out that is half, if not more of that, were um, increased sales because of price increases. So we were charged more. It right. wasn't necessarily that people more went people out and showed consumed $800 million no. more in 2018 than they did in 2017. They spent. The price of my nuggets went up a dollar. Exactly. And you know what? Obviously, it didn't slow people down. I don't think you're going to see much of a difference in 2019, but there's going to be a breaking point. There 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 has to be a a tipping point, point, right? There has to be some point in there. Where where you come back and you go, wait a second, my nuggets last year cost this. They they cost so much less two years ago. I'm not getting nuggets anymore. God, I I hope we never get to that point, by the way. That is my idea of one of the signs of the apocalypse is when I can't afford nuggets anymore, okay? You people at Chick-fil-A know what I'm talking about. Listen, I got a Christmas card from him this year. That's how good I am over there. Um, but, th- but I, you know, there's a fundamental argument in there because isn't it? Uh, is it Flagstaff? It's 15. Yeah. I want to say so. They're even higher than the state min, and they continue. They always say that they will be higher yeah. than the state minimum wage. And you've made a philosophical argument in the past that I I tend to like the idea where you hear people who are hourly employees um, talking about how you you know can't raise a family of four on this. Shouldn't be able to. I, I, I don't think it was ever meant to. No. No. That, 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 and, and I realize there are some people who are in that situation. Mm-hmm. 
But that's not kind of what those jobs were. No. You should have gained skills along the way, had enough experience in whatever field you're in that you had an opportunity to move up and do better. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. My first job ever was at the Golden Arches. Proud Mickey <sighs> D's crew member here. What? Ron Steakhouse. Yeah, Look I'll tell you. Right. And, and I was uh, 16 years old. And you weren't raising a family of four on them? No. Okay, good. But, but the, thing, the thing is, you know, you learn, you know, time management. You learn to have a boss. You learn what not to do when – oh, can I tell you the story? I'm ready. Oh, my goodness. This so, is what not to do? Oh, this is what Okay, important safety tip. I'm going to write so, it down. So um, you know, got to make ice cream cones, right? Yes. Uh, Soft serve ice cones, cream. Right. And they're, they're cheap, right? So they're, they're quite popular. Yeah. Well, I wasn't properly trained on how to make – so we're blaming cone? management already on this, yeah, but keep going. Yeah. So uh, at the end of my shift, it doesn't and... strike me that you need a college degree to do the, this. Yeah. But now, end of my shift, and, mm-hmm. and my manager's like, ah, "Just, just, just take that one more." I'm like, uh, "Okay, okay, fine, whatever." No he, he goes on his way. Soft serve, and they they, they want a cone. Sure. All right, it's like fifty twenty nine cents. cents Fifty nine like, cents. It was like something yeah, ridiculously cheap. cheap. Yeah. I go back. I'm like, "Great, I gotta make a cone because I okay. suck at this." Right? I made a cone. Right. All the ice cream was on the cone. Yes. Let me just be clear. So I handed it to the person, and they look and goes. I spent 59 cents for this. And I looked at him and was like, ma'am, if you want a pretty looking cone, Dairy Queen's right down the road. Ouch! Ouch! Oh, so I you're... turn around and my boss is there and his eyes are huge. And I'm like, what? It's like she can eat it off the cone. It tastes the same no matter how it looks. Needless to say, I didn't no. get fired. Okay. But I learned um... in that situation that's not good customer no, service. No, there are, yes. And you know what? Like, if you wanted to, and there were people at the McDonald's that I worked at who were working their way up. Career, they, they saw this as an opportunity. You know what? Maybe they, maybe a college education wasn't in their future. They didn't want that. Mm-hmm. But you know what? They became shift manager. Mm. Then they became manager. Then they became, like, they moved their way up through the corporation. And so, they, be, they went from being... Because Seven dollars an hour to, to because to they wanted it. Right. They had higher goals. They 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 wanted more for themselves, and they didn't just settle for and, being a lowly cashier. Like and I, I don't was. I don't assume that everybody's working part time uh, is is lazy or not into it. Me but, neither. But I've also worked reasonably long enough, and I, I, I'll grant you that most of mine was was here in radio. But you can tell the difference between two part time employees. You can tell the one. As a boss who's busting their butt, who's putting in whatever time it takes, that has pride in their work, that asks questions, you know what I'm saying, wants to learn more, as opposed to the person you think is just clocking in and clocking out. Mailing it in. And the ones that clock in and clock out, you should not expect a lot more. I'm just telling you that's how the world works. That's the only opportunity you're ever going to have. Yeah. And if you're going to do the minimum amount required, expect to make the minimum amount they have to pay you. Yeah, you're not owed anything. Wow. Hey, did you make a New Year's resolution yesterday? Quick question. How many of you have already broken it on January 2nd at 10.15 a.m.? Yeah. So much for not going to drink as much. We're going to talk about the top New Year's resolutions and, and maybe some advice on them. How's that? Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. We are so basic. Every year, you can look at the, the list of New Year's resolutions, and it rarely changes. You do not have to be genius level to figure out what is the number one New Year's resolution every single ooh, year. Ooh, ooh, I, ooh. I'm, a, I'm going to go back 2,000 ooh, years. Me, me. Pam, Pamela. Weight loss. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to lose some weight, get a little healthy this year, right? 
Um, and it, by the way, 2020 did not disappoint. Yes, it's at the top of the list again from the people who, uh, who, who look at these things. I thought it was kind of interesting, though. Something that stood out to me, and maybe something that hasn't always been on the list, Pamela, are those people out there who set a goal, a resolution, whatever you want to call it. 2020 is going to be the year they cut down on cell phone use, being tied to a screen or technology. Yeah, I thought it was funny that uh, over you know the holiday on Twitter and Facebook, on the Twitter, you would see on social media the my New Year's resolution is to spend less time on social media. Yeah. I'm like, yet by the here way, here you are, you yes, failed. Here you are immediately. But what's also interesting about you don't need this to tell me that resolution is where a lot of it is coming from. It's, mm-hmm. it's coming from folks who are in the tech world. So former Google director of engineering is one of them. He says that, you know, he's going to spend less time on Netflix and that he's going to pick up the saxophone next year. Okay. He also doesn't – he would benefit from not checking uh, his phone for an hour. And and I think – I mean, when you work in that industry, you see how it was created. You see what it's doing to people. And that's the thing, right? And you're like, okay, now I see this doing to myself and my children. How do I stop it? The people that develop – these apps and websites, the people that work at these tech companies, if they're saying this, again, kind of like you were just saying, I look at it and go, what do you guys know that I don't know? What, what do you know about the negative effects? What do you know about the ripple effect it's having? And and there's plenty of anecdotal evidence out there. Uh, maybe over the holidays, you were at a restaurant or somewhere. And, and did you see mom, dad, and both kids all staring at a oh, phone? Oh, gosh. Yes. I mean, it hurts it, my it's, heart when I see it's that. It's become the standard fare. It, it literally hurts my heart when I see that because they're, they're not communicating. No. And this always on culture, it just takes its toll. I wonder if we're getting to a tipping point. And here's why I say that. I think more and more people. And dare I say, you're going to be surprised at this, a younger generation are watching their older brothers and sisters, are watching the kids in the 20s, if you will, and this constantly connected. They want to be different. They want to stand out. And not having a Facebook page is kind of cool. You know, I see it even with my daughter, Riley, who's 10. Okay. She will go to homes, you know, friends, you know, from school or soccer or in the neighborhood, whatever it may be. Right. And she'll go to, to homes where there's a lot of technology and she'll come home and she's like, you know, I like what we do in our house because we talk. And we don't she, share at screen. Right. And, and and so she sees like sometimes the disengagement that can be out there and, and other families. And she's like, I don't I don't want a phone. I don't need a phone. And and which I'm sure How there are a lot of 10 year right? olds out there that are saying that. And but she I, had kids in her kindergarten class who had phones. How old are you in kindergarten? Uh, five. Stop lying. So. She was now she's in fourth grade Mm -hmm. and I've asked her and at least half of her fourth grade class has a phone. Now, I I get why parents want to do that. I'm not judging. You know, whatever works for your family works for your family. What works in mine may be a little different, but I'm not ready to do that. Neither is she. My niece is a senior in high school. Sophie Pye. Sophie has a phone. I think she proudly told me it's an iPhone 5. It might be a four. Some apps don't work on it. Daddy offers to get her a new phone every year. 
I'm okay. I really don't use it that much. You know, she doesn't have a Facebook page. She doesn't have an Instagram. And she says, I just don't want to do that stuff. I've got plenty to do without spending time on social media and on, on the Internet. Riley has an iPad. And okay. I can restrict the use of it. You know, what apps she can use, oh, how often she can use mm-hmm. them, so on and so forth. And she gets an hour and a half a day. Okay. At an hour and a half after that, the only apps that will run, she can run Pandora. Okay, because she can listen, listen to, music, to music, right? Okay, okay. and uh, there's an app called Dribble Up. It's for soccer, so it's kind of like active. Okay, so can the, we add the KTIR app to that so <laughs> that Baby Riley can hear me? Come on, she's not listening. She's I give shout outs to Baby she Riley all the time, oh. but she can have unlimited use for those because okay. I have a problem with that. Sure, but an hour and a half it shuts it off. Mm-hmm. Now over the holiday, uh, she had some friends over. They were doing a couple things, so I extended it to two and a half hours. Wow, right? What? Merry Christmas uh, to I know. you. And here's the funny thing: I forgot to go back in and change the settings. Uh-oh. And she's now reminded me twice. Hey, Mom, you got to do that. Cut, cut my time down. Because she mm. she recognizes how much time she will spend on it, and she doesn't like it. She's like, I've missed you today. Oh. Because it's one of, like, she gets that Ow. connection that you're supposed to have. I don't think you're going to see more kids Shut up. going in that direction. I don't disagree. Yeah. And I think in order to stand out and thing. be different. She's not trying to, out to, stand, trying to stand out and be different. But they're also the seeing what is going on in their own families and what's going on with the kids older than them. I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. But you know how I am with tech as well. Oh, so yeah. she's a product she's of, of me. Yeah. No doubt. By the way, seriously, unlock the, unlock the KTR up because Baby Riley gets shout outs. I don't want her to hear what you have to say. Oh, my God. I mean, come on. The FDA, I'm told that stands for the Food and Drug Administration, says they're going to ban fruity flavored e-cigs. Awesome. Are they also going to ban flavored vodka? Is it the flavors that's the issue? They're worried about kids, and if so, worry about all of them. We'll talk about it next on Arizona's News Station. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. By the way, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. It took until the 2nd of January for us to wish that to you, but uh, I think I can speak for everyone. We appreciate you spending some time with us, and I uh, hope you have a great 2020. So, I got my skivvies in a wad again, Pam. I'm a little fired up over this. Uh-oh. As someone who has never vaped, nor do I plan on vaping, I admit I do not understand this latest attempt to restrict vaping based on flavors. It's pretty much every flavor with a big caveat that they are allowing menthol and tobacco flavored pods to stay on the market. They would be banning mint, which is one of the most popular flavors. Of course, mint and menthol are very similar. So there's some concern that those products could be basically relabeled and sold as menthol. And it's important to note that the most popular company with the largest market share, Juul, has already pulled a lot of their sweet flavors from the market. Okay, she said it. What's the difference between mint and menthol? It's a serious uh, question. I, I, I don't, serious question. I think menthol is a little bit more like uh, spicy. <laughs> okay. You know, then. But it's, right, it's on a mint? scale, no, I'm totally, assuming, right? Totally. So can I tell you what Trump said in, in, in a never ending attempt to completely confuse people? We have to protect our families. Okay. At the same time, it's a big industry. We want to protect the industry. Okay, protect the industry. And as you know, we'll be take, taking it off the flavors for yeah. a period of time, certain flavors. Yeah. We're going to protect the families. We're going to protect children. We're going to protect the industry. And we're going to do so with certain flavors being taken off the market for some period of time. Other than that. Clear as mud. Yeah. 
So here's my argument. What is that? So if the argument is that fruity candy, like I've heard there's like cotton candy, uh, 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 bubble gum, strawberry, let's go with bergamot. I don't know if anybody. We're we're enjoying bergamot essential oils. Don't you like it? I do, but I do not know. I walked in and I go, oh, it smells like lemon. And you said it's it's bergamot. bergamot. But I don't think people are vaping bergamot. They're not vaping bergamot? Again, I still don't even know is bergamot an animal, a vegetable, or a mineral. Um, So we're going to ban those because the children, right? Are we going to ban flavored vodka? Here's what I think is going on. Because you do not have bubblegum cigarettes. You do not have bubblegum chew tobacco. But you do have bubblegum e-cigarette liquid. Okay? I think that if you had a new way to consume flavored vodka, as in e-cigarette as a different device than what you had with traditional cigarettes or tobacco, and you saw the exponential increase Mm -hmm. in teenagers using that device for the flavored vodka, I think you would see a similar concern. But here's the problem. I don't know if they've broken out the reason kids, damn kids today, are drinking alcohol due to the flavor. Alcohol? Yeah. I mean, I, I had to Google it. Because believe me, flavored alcohols are not my thing, surprisingly enough. You're missing out. You can get um, rum, tequila, vodka, whiskey in. Simon and in. You had to What's Google this? What's that word? You really had to Google You could have just asked me. Lemon, lime, orange. Yeah. Nilla, grapefruit, raspberry, strawberry, mango, coconut, pineapple, I, I, banana. I don't need a Google search to tell fruit, me this. Watermelon. What do you want to know? The argument is, if it's about the kids, how about this? According to most of the studies, the number of people that vape underage and the number of that drink underage, you actually have more that drink underage than vape underage. Why are you picking on vaping? Again, I think it comes back to the device. I think it comes back to a new way that have gotten more kids hooked. And why are more kids hooked? Well, I think it's a variety of different things. I've seen the research from the people at Stanford that's been studying this, saying that they're drawn to the flavors, but then the high levels of nicotine in these pods is what really hooks them, right? So they come for the flavors, they stay for the nicotine. Come for the come for the flavor, stay for the alcohol uh, addiction. But it's the device, I, I think, because you didn't have that with cigarettes. Because again, you don't have bubblegum flavored cigarettes. If you're using the flavor as the the argument here you you don't have bubblegum flavored cigarettes or bubblegum flavored chew tobacco sadly it is it is the device that has led to the increase because of the flavors and the i mean the other thing too you know when you talk about like consistency you just want consistency parenting you want consistency with rules with parenting but you have to parent each child differently okay like there are nuanced nuances in life and you manage each child differently it seems to me like they're managing these different substances differently based upon what's happening here and now with them but we still get back to the problem where and i've said this before and 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 maybe you answer it differently than i do we know Going back to when you were in high school, Pamela, and a cheerleader at Seneca Valley High. Look at you pulling all that knowledge out. Wow. It's one of the few things I remember. I'll tell you. Going back to me, not being a powder puff cheerleader, by the way. <laughs> I got to San- photos. No. If they, there are no photos, it they didn't don't happen. Exist. It didn't exist. At Santa Rita High School in Tucson, right? 
There were, quote, the bad kids, the wrong crowd. They had long hair. They wore leather jackets. They smoked with cigarettes. Sure. They drank on the weekends. They didn't wear their seatbelt in the... Whatever it was. But they... It's been roughly the same percentage of kids. No, it hasn't. If you look at the research over the last couple of years, the number of kids who are are, are vaping and who are using nicotine products has exponentially gone through the roof. You've always had that percentage. I'm totally risk takers. I'm with you, man. Like we had the smoking wall at Seneca Valley. Like you knew what that was. All right, I got it. And if you were in art class. Uh, Rhett would let you open the door and smoke out there, right? Like, I, I, I got it, right? I remember all of this, right? You just had to close it if anybody just else close came the door. in, right? Um, <laughs> so there's always that percentage. Yeah. But the percentage has gone up exponentially in and the last few And it's come at the expense years. of cigarettes. That cigarette use has gone down. They only have so much time for a vice. No, but when you're looking at nicotine use overall, it has gone up. So whether it is via cigarettes going down or vape going up, it is still overall much higher. And we've seen these numbers move around. We've seen alcohol become popular. Alcohol become less popular. Cigarettes become popular. Cigarettes become less popular. Marijuana become popular. Still remains kind of popular as far as I can tell. Because it then marries cigarettes and marijuana together because we know a lot of the vaping is the THC as well. I get the argument that you're making. I I, I absolutely hear the argument that you're making. But I think that this is one of the situations where the president is actually winning. And I think that he's winning because nobody's happy. Nobody's happy. When you look at like the uh, president and chief executive of the American Lung Association, he says that this is only going to compromise the health of our nation's children. And it's disturbing to see the results of the lobbying industry to undermine our public health protections. You see so many other people out there. The the former FDA administration commissioner who's upset that uh, this is something that is only going to be temporarily because it's only going to have limited impact. So people on both sides mm-hmm. are Ticked off. Okay, which and is a good thing? It is a good thing. Okay. You and I both know that like, yeah. when both sides are ticked Nobody off. Nobody got everything they wanted. You're doing something But Trump right. has it both ways, doesn't he? And, and that, yeah, because and that, we're, we're, we're going to protect families. Yeah. We're going to protect the children's. And we're going to protect the industry, the vape industry. Well, How do you do all three at the same time? Well, what they're going to be doing is these bans on on flavored e-cigarette potions, whatever you want to call them, juices, Juice. is temporarily. Juice. So they're going to have to file an application through the FDA in order to see if what they're claiming is true, if the stuff is safe. And if it is, then you're going to see it back on the market. At least that's what we're being told right now. So the ban is only going to be temporarily or temporary. That too. Um, that too. Yeah, I just talk for a living. So is this a outrage about nothing? Potentially. Well, it depends on who's outraged because they're both ticked off. I still think cinnamon sim, sim, and with cinnamon, man. That too, Spit it out. Alcohol encourages little maggots to drink because it's delicious. See? Do you know what? You know, you know, I do. Know. You do know. Oh, I'll buy it. Oh, okay. I just don't drink it. <laughs> I'm not stupid. So if people working for tips make the minimum wage, do I still need to tip them? We'll talk about it next. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. Guten Morgen. Thanks for spending time with us. So I have a question. 
I am aware. I have never been one of these people, Pamela, but I'm aware that there are folks out there. We talked about the minimum wage going up in the state of Arizona. 12 bucks now is the new, the new minimum. But I know there are people that make less than that. They're in specific industries, unique industries, if you will. I've always thought about, uh, like, uh, waiters and waitresses, right? Where you don't make the minimum wage, but you make tips, tips. get to keep tips. And, I mean, you did this at a variety of Years. places. Oh, my gosh, yes. Now, a question for you. Yeah. Do you remember what your you, – you do make some money. Yeah, it? I made, like, three twenty an hour. Three twenty an hour plus tips. Yeah. And your tips had to equal the minimum wage. Okay. You had, you had to at least report, get that. You had to report your tips, mm-hmm. and then you would get like you know a write-out that would tell you the percentage and so on and so forth. Did you usually make more than minimum wage? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because in, in, in the industry, I had friends, okay, friends who would closely watch and make sure they only reported the amount of tips that would equal minimum wage. Wink, wink, right. nudge, nudge. Okay, so help me understand. In New York City. New York City! Yeah, in the entire state of New York. Governor Cuomo in New York wants to eliminate the sub-minimum wage for some of these tipped workers. Here's my question. Hmm. I know that there is a expectation that I tip a waiter or a waitress because they are making whatever the waiter waitress minimum wage is and they make up their difference on me. Okay, I get that. How am I supposed to know what you're actually making per hour and what should that impact whether I tip you? Do you see what I'm saying? I get the point. Um, if you're it, making 12 it, bucks an hour, do I also have to tip you? So let's be clear. In Arizona, okay. we, we talked a little bit earlier on the program about how the minimum, minimum wage in the state is now $12 an hour. Yes. It went up to that yesterday, right? Um, for a lot of restaurant employees, they're not going to be paid $12 an hour in Arizona. Uh, this law allows for tipped employees to be paid $3 an hour less than the minimum wage. Eight, eight bucks. That'd be $9. Okay, nine. (laughs) As long as their income brings them up to $12 an hour, like I said. Like you said, they have to reach that number. So that's still really high. I go, nine bucks? Well, you you can make a killing at some restaurants. You can like high-end restaurants? Oh, my goodness. Now, that's not the same everywhere. Can I tell you? So I, I, I was curious about this. You go to Arkansas. The tipped minimum wage? It's two dollars and sixty three cents. Yeah, again, mine was like three something, yeah. I believe. Okay. Now in Cal- in California, in New York, New York. Okay, in New York, mm-hmm. it doesn't appear as though the service, like waiters and waitresses, no servers, would be involved in what the governor is trying to do. But it is some. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about who he's referring to when it comes to miscellaneous industries and what he's referring to when it comes to sub-minimum wage. I've never heard that term in my life. Sub-minimum, which is the last of the minimum, the tipped worker. So I'm in New York. Okay. I'm in New York. Uh, And when you go to get your pedicure, because I know you do that once a week. Never have I ever. (laughs) Okay. Uh, you, you, You tip. Whoever is is doing your nails, your nail tech, you always tip them, right? That's a girl thing, isn't it? I've seen a lot of guys. No. Chris will not do it. He says, you are Thank not sissifying God. my feet. That's what Thank you, God. Like, you'll love Sissif- it. No. He's like, you're not sissifying my no. feet. I'm like, honey, you would Plus, love it. Plus, I would it. giggle a lot. I think I'm ticklish. <laughs> I would giggle. Yeah, you won't go. You ain't sissifying my feet. Okay. Uh, have you ever parked your car uh, with a valet? 
or had yes, that parked I've, your car. I've, there are some places you can only valet. Right, exactly. Right? Uh, so they probably don't make minimum wage, and they make the difference up in tips. Yeah, uh, but, dog but, but groomers. This is what they're saying in New York now. They will make the minimum wage. So does that mean that if and when I go to New York and the valet parks my car, I'm not expected to tip anymore because your salary is being covered by. Your boss. Now, here's the deal. They're looking into this. This isn't something that changed with the new year. Yeah. So this is something that may eventually happen in New York. But I get the the argument that you're making. Now, the argument that How the governor... How am I supposed to know? Well, you don't. I don't. So who benefits? The the people who are just getting tips and got a yeah, raise. Yeah, exactly. That's right? exactly what it is. So let's get to no tipping. So how did tipping become an American thing? <laughs> How's it a thing? Because if you go to Europe, mm-hmm. they'll tip... No. In fact, when I used to wait tables at pick any variety, let's go of with Chili's okay. on the corner of, of University of Mill. I remember that. Down. I remember that. Chili's. I have a brick from it. Yeah, I, I still have a brick from it. I, yeah, a friend I, of you mine. You may have been my sir. I was there. I've been yeah. there. Oh yeah. gosh. Yeah, I know. Uh, and you know what? But you, I tip well. You, well, okay then. Hi, hi. welcome hi. to Chili's. Thank my name you. is Pamela. Um, but you would you would say just that? Hi, welcome to Chili's. My name is Pamela. And if they had a European accent, you're like, oh great. We run the table for seven. Because they're not going to tip. <laughs> they right? won't tip. You knew it. You're like, oh, man. So it's kind of a crapshoot. I, I was recently. So why don't we do it here? Name dropper in, in uh, uh, Germany and England this, this year. And like when you are at a restaurant, for one thing, we talked about this. You can give them a credit card, but they don't leave the table. They bring the little right. machine to side table, so they never go anywhere with your credit card. Which seems to and make sense now. That's like a thing. Like Europeans, like, where are you going with my credit card? Yeah, yeah. Like you, they walk into the back. No, you're no, not. No. Oh, the stick so, in their pocket. Yeah. They, you, you, they never touch your credit card in Germany. They would not touch it. You insert it in the machine or swipe it, and. And you get the little thing. There's no place to even add a tip. Yeah. They, 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 they don't expect one. They don't ask for one. Why here? Yeah. Because well, we will, pay people $3 an hour. <laughs> well, I will also say that having been somebody who's worked in the restaurant industry, yeah. I wouldn't want to make minimum wage. You, Because you could do better. I can. All, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Coming from Blondie over here. Uh-huh. Come on. She knows how to work a table. Uh-huh. She can ups- upsell. Actually, Pamela, upsell. You like margarita. Upsell, upsell. Our Presidente Margaritas are delicious. The Presidente! I remember, dude. And then you shake it as you're coming to the table. Shut the front oh door. yeah, it's all about the experience, baby. I was a killer waitress. Oh my god, give her twenty five percent. She was fantastic. That waitress, something else. If you had a great experience at the Chili's <laughs> uh, at University of Mill back in what nineteen hundreds two thousand? Stop it. Yeah, it, was it probably 90s. was Pamela. Uh huh. There's a new button, a new link on a lot of websites. Should you be pressing that button? Better question is, why wouldn't you press it? We'll talk about it next on Arizona's new station.